Welcome to It's a Good Life, a podcast dedicated to helping you live your best one. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. Well, welcome to part two of my interview with the great Jimmy Page. We've been talking about his concept, one word. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, you really need to, so you understand the concept. But what I'm going to dive into right now with Jimmy is here's the word that I've picked for the year that's already transforming my life. I'm excited for us to finish up on what your new pursuit is and and this Unstoppable Freedom Alliance and how ultimately you walked away from a very prominent position in a 17-year career where things were kind of going as well as they could go. But this one word impacted you, and also then you drew people to yourself who were excited about that very same concept, and and you made a very significant decision in your life, a dramatic decision that set up a new course, and and I want to share with people about that and what you're doing and how big this, this concept is. This one word, 23 years ago, this same dynamic keeps changing your life for better. You promised me another word. What's the latest? Okay, so I'll give you one. So uh, this year is rattled. Now, everyone's asking me, they, the first question they ask is, rattled? Do you really want to be rattling them? I'm like, no, no, it's not rattled. It's rattle. And the concept behind rattle, the, there's a chapter in the Bible uh, in Ezekiel 37 where the prophet Ezekiel encounters a valley of dry bones. If you're familiar with this story, it's fascinating. Thousands and thousands of dry bones. And he asks the, the angel of the Lord, hey, can these bones live again? And he says, I don't know. Why don't you talk to him, <laughs> so to speak? And so he starts to speak words of life. He starts to speak words of encouragement to these dry bones. He starts to speak new life. And all of a sudden you hear this rattling sound, this deafening rattling sound of these dry bones coming together again, taking on human form again. And then he says, uh, impart the breath of life into these bones. And he does. And next thing you know, is they come to life, they're encouraged. They have this new life within them. So for me, my expectation is, my hope is, that I will be someone who speaks life and encouragement into people who desperately need it today so that they can uh, come back to life, overcome that discouragement, overcome maybe the depression that they're feeling, and instead come back to the fullness of life and live their greatest purpose to live that good life. That's good stuff. I think of Rattle. I think of U2's Rattle and Hum, one of my favorite albums. I also think of Rattlesnake, which is, hey, here's the warning. We have them out here in California. The rattlesnake is the fairest snake in the world because it shakes the rattle to let you know there's trouble ahead, trouble around, and make a decision accordingly. And I know that's kind of what you're doing with the Freedom Alliance and some of the concerns you have about where our culture's heading and what you're doing. So I want to share this with you, right? I always think it's important when we help one another that we share. So I started thinking, okay, I'm a guy. I have to practice what I preach. I can't do this stuff without it. So what am I going to do? And I'd be candid with you. I'm great at picking themes for the year. And it's always, I build a theme and I build it for our company. And as a, you know, have your best year ever. And I've done all these things. And it's been, you know, it's had the similar type experience, but it's never had the specificity of a one word. And so I've done it for my staff. I've done it for hundreds of thousands of clients every year. And, and we've had all kinds of great things. And so I said, all right. What about the one word? And it was interesting to me that I struggled with the one word. Us speakers, we like to rattle on about it. So I said, okay, what's my word for the year? So I, I started, okay, where are you? You know, I would say this. One of the interesting things, Jimmy, I think you'll agree to this. 
I have conversations with so many people nowadays, and we don't know what year it is. It's like we lost a year. You know, there's like pre-COVID and Lord willing, soon to be post-COVID. You know, the bottom line is the whole world's doing its thing, right? And everybody's doing their best, right? They're making decisions, governments and countries and municipalities and then people, and, and there's all kinds of juice around it and all kinds of politics around it. And so I'm like, what do I need? And I started thinking. So I went through a journey where I didn't look inward for where I'm at today. I took my journey since March 9th of 2020. Because March 9th of 2020 is when I came home from an offsite with my executive team. We just made a bunch of decisions. We got a phone call that the entire state of California was sending everybody home. And thankfully, our organization was prepared. And we were prepared for fires or for earthquakes or this or that and the other. And we sent 250 staff home. And they did not come back in the building. I believe it was 550 days later. And then when they did, was a very short period of time, we had to send them all back home again. And so much happened during that time. And I did so many broadcasts and I built training programs. I actually worked harder in the last two years than I've worked in my whole career ever. And I'm not 28 anymore like I was when I started this bad boy. So I said, okay, I'm going to try to do this one word. And I took this process and I went and examined my journey over the last couple of years. And I went through journals and just things I took notes at. I looked at some of the content that I presented, and I started taking the journey. And I got to say this, I took inventory on the inn. Jimmy, it was the strangest season I've ever had in my life, almost unrecognizable, of where I started, where I went, and where I was drifting towards. Then I went up, okay, all right, God, where you got me going? And, and during that time, as I was letting down, because I had what's like they call executive flu, I worked so hard to the end of the year, I managed to get the flu, pneumonia, and corona. I got altered. I missed out on bubonic plague because apparently it wasn't available in San Diego. So I was laid out. And by the way, it was not a fun time. Over the holidays, didn't see my kids. I was quarantining in my own house. And I used that time to look up. And so the word for me for the year is fitness. And one of the reasons I've struggled with this, I always like to know the meaning and then be able to make the criteria of making decisions. You know, fitness by its very nature is measured not in how fast you run a mile or how much weight you lift. It's all about how quick you can recover. Fitness is always measured in a person's ability to recover. When you're really fit and you run a mile, you recover very quickly. When you are not fit and you run a mile, it takes you a long time to recover. And what I had noticed over the course, because I've always been known as this resilient guy, and I noticed that more and more and more, both big and little things, I was taking more time to recover. You know, I've had in-house legal counsel for 26 years. You become successful, you have a lot of money, you have a lot of reach, you get sued all the time. I don't sue anybody, but, you know, whatever, somebody eats a Danish at a seminar and they sue me for five million bucks or whatever else. I'm glad to say in 35 years, never lost a lawsuit. But people do it all the time. They've sued me for the rights to my own name. They And all of a sudden, these foolish, you know, incidental lawsuits have come in. They never bothered me at all. And now all of a sudden, it really started to bother me. Why would somebody be doing that? I don't understand that. And I would be rotisserizing on this stuff. The normal setbacks you have in business and life. I started to find myself not being there. And what I've started to realize, you know what, Buff, you're worn out. You know what, Buff, you've gone very hard. You know what? In order to serve your customers and your community and your staff, like the whole world was going sideways. I came out week one. Hey, nobody at Buffini Company is losing their job. You're good. Bring that security to your clients. Everyone thought they were losing their job. 
I went on the on the ups. I started doing broadcasts. You know, it took me 25 years on stage to reach 3 million people. And I reached 3 million people in 100 days during the lockdowns. Well, here's the deal. At some point in time, it started to pay a price for all that. So what I realized for myself as I went through this, as I was given the blessing of the sickness, right? So God's kind of like, I'm sitting you down on the bench. Sit down, shut up, and listen. And the word I got was fitness. And my fitness is all about this. It's mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical fitness to develop my ability to bounce back, to build up my reserves. You remember the Timex watch commercials, takes a licking and keeps on ticking. And I've started Googling all of the old or YouTubing all the old ads. You know, they had the Mexican diver in the 60s and he puts the watch on his hand and he dives off the cliff straight down into the water. And he gets out of the water and they hold up his hand and they take the Timex watch and they tie it to the, a rotor of a motorboat and they start the motor and goes for a minute. It's still when the goalie hits the, hits the Timex watch, whack, it takes a licking and keeps on ticking. And so that's the visual I have. So believe it or not, I found and bought an old Timex watch. I have it in my office right now. I took it off for the broadcast. So I have the Timex watch. I have the visual, takes a licking and keeps on ticking. And I'm working towards fitness in these crucial areas of my life. So I have this one word. And now what's happened is meetings with my executive team the other day. How's the fitness of our business? How's the fitness of our finances? So this one word concept, which all profound truth is always simple. It's just hard to get to simple. (laughs) When I read this, when I thought about this, and I went, oh, this will be a great podcast. I love Jimmy. Jimmy's a great speaker. This will be a blessing for the audience. But as I started to get close to it, I started to get more excited because I was like, hang on a second here. I really need this stuff myself. Love it. And so my word for 2022 is fitness. Physical, Mm. emotional, spiritual, mental fitness. And to get fit, all the things, Mm. which is do the work, rest and recover, feed yourself the right stuff, feed my body the right stuff, feed my mind the right stuff, feed my emotions the right stuff, feed my spirit the right stuff, rest recovery, and do all the things that you need to do to get fit in all areas of your life. And those will be the roots. And then eventually what will happen, I know, and I'm going to take the year. And my goal is not next week, not next month, because life's going to come at me. And by the way, something goofy might come up and I may not be in the best spot yet. But my goal is by the end of 2022 to be a fitter man than I am at the beginning of 2021. And I want to thank you for that gift. And that's why I want everyone listening today to get this simple little book. It's called One Word, and it's John Gordon, Dan Britton, and Jimmy Page. It's absolutely beautiful. It's a great concept. It is really a a transformational type deal, and I thank you for it. And it's one of, again, the great gifts of doing this work, that in preparing for this podcast, I ended up Mm. engaging someone I already trusted, so I trusted their word, and then I, I saw the concept. And in being in the transformation coaching business, I went, that's going to work. Yeah. I'm committed to it, so I'm telling you ahead of time. Yes. Fitness is my goal for 2022. I'm putting it out there for you and the whole world, and, and that's the goal. So thank you for that gift. You bet. Now we're going to hold you accountable to it. And I'm going to expect the Timex. Maybe that's the, the, the gift for the year is the Timex. <laughs> <laughs> they're hard to find, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're still ticking, though. They're still ticking. They are. They are. I love that word. And I'm excited to see the transformation that's going to happen. And what I love, you said something important here. You talked about all aspects of fitness. You know, obviously the impact it's going to have on you, the impact it's going to have on your business, which is for sure going to happen. 
And then I was thinking, you mapped it out. Hey, you got to do the work. Then you got to feed yourself the right stuff. And then you've got to rest and recover. There's multiple components around that word that are going to help it be successful. And that's the beauty of that focus, though. Yeah, well, here's what I found, Jimmy. The number one thing that surprised the heck out of me, like you take the word, those are the glasses yeah. you're now wearing. Yes. Oh, yeah. And what I've realized, the number one thing for me to get to fitness has been to learn to say no. Mm. And yes. I've had more appointments come at me left, right, and center, more demands, like to start the year. And of course, being out sick, the world was waiting for me with the first day I popped my head up, like whack-a-mole, okay? And I've had to say no to this and no to that and no to some good things and no to some opportunities. I say no to, oh, my friends just delivered the greatest Irish basket of food. No, that's not working for the fitness. <laughs> oh, no. You know, I got home late last night. I had long meetings. The kids, they're allowed junk food once a month in the house. And it's, you know, the two drugs are In-N-Out and Chick-fil-A. And last night, and they had that. the In-N-Out in there. And here you go. I go, nope, sorry. <laughs> and by the way, after a long day, man, I wanted that more than life itself, you know? Wow. Never did a chicken Caesar salad taste more lousy than what I put in my mouth last night. It was... I'm impressed. But here's the deal. I know right now, because if I eat that, <laughs> I'm moving away from fitness and if I eat this, I'm moving towards fitness. Oh. And I desire the fitness more than I'm willing to tolerate the lack of fitness. Well, you just defined discipline, right? The, the whole idea of, you know, making the decision uh, for what you uh, want most rather than what you want now. You know, I mean, I, there's a lot of things I want now that aren't going to produce what I want most. So that idea of fitness, you're going to be weighing almost every decision through that grid. Yeah. It's going to be beautiful. Yep. It's, you know. Well, I'm, I'm a product of the product, and I'm happy to be an advocate. And I challenge all the folks yeah. listening. They know I'm very, very cautious in what I endorse here because people take our influence very mm -hmm. seriously. But uh, wherever great books are sold, you need to get a copy of this mm -hmm. thing. And I'm leading by example as I try to do. One word that will change your life. It's already changing mine. I want to finish on a couple of things, Jimmy. I, I'm going to finish up. My last question is going to be about what the good life means to you. But before we sure. kind of dive into that, I want you to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, you had yeah. a word and I saw it during the course of a year and we had lots of conversations. In fact, as we were yeah. brainstorming as a group of people, I even threw a couple of carrots yeah. out there that could well, unknowingly at the time could take you off your one word, but you stayed the course and this word freedom came more and more and more to you and it caused you to make some decisions. Tell the folks a little bit about the Unstoppable Freedom Alliance and how that changed you from being very yeah. meaningful work. And after 17 years in a certain career, you made a decision to yeah. make a change here. It, it was a profound revelation about mid-year that, that my assignment was changing. I felt like in my heart, my spirit, that my, my calling was changing, if you will. And I, I remember uh, waking up one morning with the sense of, hey, there's a lot of people that will complain about what's happening or maybe be dissatisfied with what's going on around them, but they're, who's going to actually get in the arena? You know, you talk a lot about getting in the arena, the, the Roosevelt um, philosophy. And I woke up one day and just said, you know what, I, I feel passionately enough about this. Uh, I, I believe that this is the next step for me. You need to get into this fight for freedom, if you will, but from a different angle. And, and God really impressed upon me through you, through John Gordon, through a handful of others, this idea that we need, to, we need to recreate a positive vision for the American experience. We have the foundation for it. We have the guts of it. We've got the values for it. We've got the ideas and ideals. They're all there. And, and most of those ideas and ideals are actually timeless. Our execution of those ideas has, has oftentimes been lacking in some ways. But you know, I got 
I came to this place where I felt like there's so much negativity, there's so much division, there's so much strife, there's so much antagonism and all of that. And I, and we started talking about what tone would you bring? Could, could we reinvent that vision for, for the American future and the American promise? So I started Unstoppable Freedom Alliance. And funny enough, Unstoppable was my word back in 2019. And now my word for 2021 was freedom. And that becomes the, the kind of the bullseye of the organization. But the idea is that we're going to reignite a passion for freedom. I believe that freedom is God's idea. It's not our idea. We don't naturally uh, want freedom that actually is uh, virtuous freedom. No, control we want is control. our natural instinct. And so the idea that we could reignite a passion for freedom, what I'm seeing is people uh, almost too willingly handing over essential freedoms for the promise of safety and security. And it's a, it always ends up being a bad trade, Right. Uh, some some outside source is not going to be the source of your safety and security. You you actually are in control of more than you believe. But we want to make freedom attractive again. What is the good life? What does that free life look like? What does it look like when you're making decisions in the best interest of yourself and your family and your community? What does that look like? And make it attractive again. Introduce people to people who are living in that freedom. And where where everyone goes, that's attractive. I want to live that kind of life very similar to what you're doing with It's a Good Life. And then secondly, we want to revitalize the culture. We want to bring back respectful communication and conversation and debate, healthy debate. Uh, we want to get back to some core values of, of equal opportunity and, uh, and encourage people to fulfill their God-given potential. We want to revitalize that that culture, bring back some essential values that we know are timeless. And then lastly, we want to deliver on the American promise. We believe that our original documents made a very, very big promise that we would be, uh, that that our rights come from God, that they among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of a good life. Here we go again. Um, <laughs> and we want to reestablish those values and values like um, excellence and opportunity and justice and all of those things. We want to revitalize those and create the environment that you have experienced probably more than anyone I know, where it doesn't matter where you start, you have opportunity. If you're willing to work hard and be creative and be persistent and tenacious, you have the ability to create the life that you're made to live. That's the American promise. And so we're organizing around that at the local level and at the very highest levels to be able to recreate that and create freedom that is attractive again. Kind of an FCA for freedom in, yes. in some regards, right? Very I much. just had the privilege of being on your show, the Unstoppable Freedom Podcast. And yes. uh, for those of you who've been listening to me for a lot of years, Jimmy and I talked about stuff that I never talk about. It was kind of cool mm -hmm. and kind of fun. And uh, we got into some things that I don't normally uh, enter into, but it was awesome. And uh, all around this concept of freedom. So I'm behind you, buddy. I, I'm excited. I think one of the things is we have to allow people to paint the brush and, and understand the concepts of what freedom means. That discourse and debate and is a healthy thing. It's a good thing that we all don't think the same and monolithic view toward things. And it's not just about telling people what to think, but teaching people how to think. And I think it's brilliant stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited for you. And I was uh, very excited to be on your podcast there. Before we leave here today, I do want to know, for Jimmy Page, what, what does a good life look like? When you think of the good life yeah. and it just comes to mind, what is that for you? 
I think for me, you know, we've, we've written a bunch on this and we've spoken on this partly because it's out of our lived experience. You know, I, I like you, uh, live the good life when I'm fully alive. And when I, how I define being fully alive is that, um, I have a deep sense of purpose, uh, you know, that I feel like I'm making a difference. You know, that purpose is that I, not only do I have a calling to something, but I, I have a cause that's greater than me. You know, so when I feel like I'm part of something that's bigger, that could benefit others in a significant way, that purpose, I feel most alive. And then when I'm operating in the things that I'm most passionate about, the things that I care most deeply about, uh, that fuels the fire as well. And, you know, if I get to operate in my gifting, all the better. Mm -hmm. But in the end, in the end, and we've said it many times, a life well lived is a life lived for others. Mm. It's really about making a difference for the people around you, obviously the people that matter most to you, your family, your spouse, your kids. But in addition to that, it's taking others along with you. It's calling people up to a higher level of living, uh, to a fuller life, to experience the things that they want to in a way that is not only beneficial for others, but also brings glory to God. And as a man of faith, that's deeply important to me. At the end, I want to I want to hear those words. You know, well done, good mm-hmm. and faithful service mm-hmm. servant. I, I want to hear that. I want to feel that my life has been meaningful in some small ways and in, and maybe even in some big ways. Well, you know, it's interesting. I interviewed Neil Armstrong, probably one of the mm-hmm. highlights of my career. We got him to come to our event. He hadn't made a public appearance in 15 years. And we had 5,000 people in the MGM, and it was an extraordinary time. And at the end of an hour and 15 minutes, we handed out mics and did this big brouhaha. And we finished up and this person asked him a question and it's like, what does it mean to you, Mr. Armstrong? Like you you were the first man on the moon, the most famous person on the planet at one stage. And he said, well, all all I've ever wanted to do was leave the world a little bit better than I found it. And I thought, wow. And you can be a house painter, you can be a plumber, a painter, a roofer, a realtor, you know, a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker. And in the freedoms that we enjoy, we all get a chance to go make the world a little bit better. And you do make the world a bit better. We had a chance to meet a little over a year ago, introduced through some common friends. And uh, I think people will understand this concept. Sometimes you meet somebody and you go, mm-hmm. I've known this guy a long time. I've just met him, but I, but I know him. And uh, we became fast friends, Jimmy. I'm, I'm so delighted to call you a friend. You're doing great work. You're a great man. Congrats on all that you have done and all that you are doing with the Unstoppable Freedom Alliance. The new podcast is great, Unstoppable Freedom Podcast. Check it out. I'll be on there very soon. That was a fun episode. Delighted to be in your corner. And then to finish up, the one word has already made me a better man. It's already put me on the right course. It's already helping me make good decisions and good choices. And uh, I encourage everybody listening today. I've said it five times already. Get the book. Go through the process. Look inward. Look upward. Then start living it out. And that one word will change your life. And I really believe it's a real deal. So thanks for being with me today, Jimmy. It's been an absolute privilege. Oh, my pleasure. The honor is all mine for sure, my friend. Thank you. All right. Well, as we know, I have one word to finish off the podcast today, and it's Therese. Therese Buffini is going to leave you all with a little Irish blessing. That little 91-year-old spark plug. I talked to her today. We had a great chat. And she knows her boys. She goes, Brian, how are you doing? She asked me one question. She gave me a little advice. And she goes, Well, there you go, son. The seminar's over and it didn't cost you anything. So she's the greatest. Here's Therese with a little Irish blessing for all of you. Until next time, we'll see you then. May the road rise up to meet you and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields 
and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.